Hold oh, on. It's too late now, man. God damn it. No, it's, it's still, yep, nope, I can't stop it. You're a terrible person. Why would you do this? God. All right, Keegan, you start the show. We're fucking professionals over here. See? Professionals. Oh. <laughs> I forgot about this background. <laughs> <laughs> After all that shit. And you just, and you just pull up Madison Square. <laughs> Poetry. Good, good old MSG. <laughs> oh, the stories we have had. Um, well, tell us more about Mania, Keegan. I know you're a pro wrestling fan. <laughs> Damn, look at Keegan looking buff. He Jeez. looks like he's going for an Oscar Isaac lookalike <laughs> contest. He really is. All right, start the show, Keegan. God damn it. Go over that way. <laughs> <laughs> All right, are we recording? We are recording. We've been recording for a minute, man. Yeah, this is all going to be on the show, by the way. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Oh, yes. This was gold. This is fucking... This is what the fans show up to listen to. Us dicking around. (laughs) Nonsense. Ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, welcome to Skates 2. Throats, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Keaton Costello. Thank you for joining us today. I'm uh, joined by my two compadres who I have not seen in forever, and that's why they're making me go ahead and starting this all out for you. So I'm joined by first to my left, I got Dakota the Shot. Dakota, how you doing today, buddy? Hello, ladies and gentlemen. That was a fantabulous introduction. Honestly, that is just mm, top tier. It is. Great to be back on the show. It's great to be joined with my buds, as always. Got a shitload of stuff to talk about, so it's going to be a fun episode. Would you Would you say it was juicy? Very juicy. Good All right, thing. so I'm juicy. All right, thank you, Dakota. I'm glad you think I'm juicy. To my right, ladies and gentlemen, Chris Patton. Hey, let's go. Listen here, dude. While you were out hanging around fire stations, I was here hanging and banging on the skates. I'm just kidding. Uh, how you been, Keegan? Man, we missed you. We need someone to defend the Rangers. <laughs> yeah, we've been we've been we've been flaming them pretty hard. I mean, that's <laughs> fair. You know, I uh, <clears throat> the Rangers didn't finish as as good as I would have hoped, but uh, you know, they definitely showed that they are a team to still be in the running, you know, beating out the the Flyers, beating out the Devils, two teams that were already expected to lose anyway. But that's beside the point. You know, they definitely did show out, you know, hey, boom, we got players, we got players, we got goals. We can do some very, very good game uh, gameplay, but it just it didn't add up in time when, you know, it just it came too late in the season where they were like, all right, we can mesh now. It just didn't work out for them. Uh, that's true. They also had some personalities on the Twitter spear. Do you want to talk about uh, Tony D'Angelo? You know, like, I'm not one of those people that thinks sports should stick to sports and things like that. We're all human beings. We all sh- we all share interests in politics, sports, cars, trucks, things like that. That's totally fine. The issue becomes when you start going out as a public persona and shutting down fans, fans of other teams, and just random people on the internet for liking someone else 
or disagreeing with you. There's, if anyone doesn't know, we're talking about Tony D'Angelo. Big shocker on that one. <laughs> Tony D'Angelo on Twitter is probably one of the most toxic and vile people to explore the whole Twitterverse, going off on random people literally just for saying no and things like that. So with that being said, it's my pleasure, in case you guys weren't tracking, to know that he will end up on the waiver wire. He's going to hopefully go to someone else. The Rangers have bought out that contract. The Rangers are going to be washing their hands of him and for good, good riddance. It, it's a little crazy because he was such a great defenseman. Um, Tony D'Angelo is a weird story in the NHL. Do you feel like that he just spent too much time with Sean Avery? Is, is him and Sean Avery just hanging out, Keegan? You know, I, I can't speak on that. Sean Avery has actually kind of kind of calmed down a little bit as time has progressed, whereas Tony D'Angelo, still relatively young, has just kind of gotten more and more outspoken as time has gone on. And, uh, you know, regardless of his politics and, and who he tends to support, it it's just a, a very vile and negative personality that while he can be great on, on the ice, it, it doesn't mesh well with the other players of the team because that animosity is just going to build and build and build. And it definitely showed. Yeah, I, I think it says a lot when you can't get traded. <laughs> they tried their best to trade this guy. This is a good buyout by uh, the Rangers. Uh, D'Angelo, you think he's was in that room where you guinea kids nets off <laughs> was found with uh, some white powder. Cause it kind of seems like it. What the fuck is with this guy? But uh good on the Rangers for getting rid of him. I, I, I can't tell you, I'm actually pretty happy um, watching, watching him play. I was like, wow, Tony D'Angelo, that's good. You know, I followed him on Twitter and I was all, you know, like, yeah, yeah, we're, I'm going to walk. This is great. This is great. Da, 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 da. And then I started seeing him post and I was majorly disappointed. It's kind of one of those things where, you know, you, you finally get to meet that hero you had growing up. And it turns out it's just some middle aged white guy with a coke addiction. It's just it. That was that was what it <laughs> felt like to me. I just <laughs> I was like, all right, that's uh that's going to do it. I'm I'm going to go ahead and unfollow and not care about this guy in sports at all anymore. And I, I don't know what happened. You know, he kind of it, it just grew and grew and grew. And like you're saying, it it is a big time deal when no one in the league wants you. And as good <laughs> of a player as you are, when everyone else in the league is like, we don't want to deal with him. That that says enough. Yeah, the the uh, the situation of just being like, no, we're good. Yeah, but you guys could use a clutch defenseman for the playoffs, right? And everyone's like, nah, we're good. <laughs> Keegan, how do you feel? You guys had a lot of flyer stuff happening. I believe you were referring to me on that. Oh, one. Dakota. Sorry. <laughs> no, now you're Keegan, too. That's your I was just so excited for me to be back. <laughs> I am. I'm so excited. I'm so hyped. Uh, no, and, and with that Tony D'Angelo shit, like, you know, we can say all we want about Sean Avery. People people still want a Sean Avery, though. Uh, it seems like nobody wants uh, nobody nobody wants Tony D'Angelo. Uh, well, I mean, at least Sean Avery is a good troll. Yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, like he's an asshole, but at least he's honest about it. Like he's upfront. This guy's just a dickhead for no other reason than to just be a shit starter. 
Well, yeah, he's well, he's a ranger, so it comes with the territory. <laughs> look, look at it from a fan aspect. You know, you being a Flyer fan, Dakota, or uh, Chris being a Devils fan, would either of you want to have to defend his on and off ice actions together to fans of other teams? Like, well, you know, yeah, that's the thing. It's like we're the Flyers, <laughs> but even we have our limits. You know, yeah, it you might, just got gritty punching kids. Yeah, you know, you don't gritty, have to worry yeah, about. <laughs> you start to fuck around too much, gritty's gonna come for your ass. It just reminds the one sheriff in that town. It just reminds me of when Boston was like, "Nah, I know we won a Stanley Cup, but Tim Thomas, we're good." <laughs> like, no, nah, we're good. Uh, yeah, but uh, in regards to the Flyers stuff, yeah, there's been uh, there's been quite a quite a bit of shuffling around. We got a. Jacob Voracek going to uh, oh hell I had it uh it's where Cam Atkinson came from <laughs> uh, Columbus Columbus Jesus frickin' it, it's been a long day uh all right yeah so we had that big trade with Columbus and it's a good trade Jacob I think Jacob Voracek's gonna fit in well with that uh Columbus style of play uh, I'm excited as hell to have Cam Atkinson as a flyer um. It's not the only trade we've had. I know Robert Haig went to Buffalo for uh, – who did we get from Buffalo? Uh, Rasmus uh, Ristolainen, which is another really good pickup. I'm excited as hell to have both these guys on our team. It kind of hurts seeing Haig go because Haig's one of my fa- – he's been one of my favorite flyers for a very long time. He's a hell of a he's a hell of a player. Damn good defenseman, and I think he'll uh, – I think Buffalo needs all they can get right now, and Robert Haig is definitely the type of defenseman you want to have. So good trades all around. I'm excited to see how it unfolds through the season. Yeah, I think Risto is a great pickup. How did you feel about a uh, Gossespierre? He's he's gone. Uh, you know, I, I kind of this has kind of been a thing like we all kind of knew it was coming. Honestly, I'm surprised it didn't happen like last season or even the season before. Gossespierre is a great defenseman. I just think. You know, it's he's got to find his place at, like, I don't know. I don't want to say he doesn't gel with the team because he absolutely does. Uh, I just think he wanted to maybe explore more of his options or than what he was getting with the Flyers, which is totally fine. Uh, like I said, he's a great player. I'm a little bit more bummed about losing Nolan Patrick um, as well as Philippe Myers. Like, I lost... The good young ones, especially Philippe Myers, he's a hell of a defenseman. He's a goal scoring defenseman. Uh so that's a that's a good one too. He'll he'll go in well with Buffalo. Yeah, uh Keegan, how do you feel about these moves oh, about the Flyers? Sorry. I'm I'm smart. How do you feel about Ellis and uh Ellis and the the flip with Patrick and Myers and uh Buffalo sending Rasmus, uh, Rasmus Risto, Ristolainen himself. How do you feel about this? you think they got better, or do you think they're uh, in the same boat? It's the Flyers, man. Um, no, honestly, <laughs> I, I think the Flyers made some, definitely made some good moves. Um, I think I, I'd like to see uh, more towards, you know, next season, see how they're practicing together, see how the mesh is going in in those, you know, those team skates and things like that. See where the chemistry is building and where it's where it's faltering. Overall, I think I think they made some good moves individually, and I think that puts them in a in a better position than they came into this season. Um, but that's just that's gonna we're gonna see how that plays out. Uh, personally, I'm 
I think it's uh, Cam Atkinson alone is probably a, a really good pickup. Uh, hopefully the team can get together. But again, it's the Flyers, so I'm not hoping for a lot. <laughs> well, outside of the Flyers' hate, I, I think Risto is a great pickup. I just want and, to say that too. I think Ryan Ellis is going to be one of those defensemen that also slides in. Kind of like uh, how Kevin Hayes ingratiated himself. Because uh, I know Ellis is coming from Nashville, and you got Scotty Hartnell down there. And Hartnell, I, like I was reading in this article, he was talking with uh, Hartnell, was telling him all about Philadelphia. And Scotty Hartnell will forever be one of my favorite players of all time. So I think I think Ryan Ellis will fit in quite nicely there. Yeah, they just want to get a, all the curly-headed fucks together, apparently. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> no. man. Uh, now, all joking aside, uh, I think the biggest question mark with the Flyers is Carter Hart actually the truth, or is he going to have another season like he had last season, which was, for me, a down year for that guy. Started out strong. He lost his psychiatrist, which we talked about on the show, and then, damn, that team fall, fell apart. They fell apart really hard. Um, I mean, this, this is the type of this is the thing we've seen years and years past. The Flyers have always had a problem with goaltending. I don't think Carter Hart's going to have the same season that he had last season. This season, I think having all this time to get his things together and get himself in the right place might show us more of the goalie that we are used to seeing as opposed to when things just kind of fell apart. And, you know, that happens sometimes in sports. People lose their thing. I remember, uh, God, there was this old Yankees player. My grandmother would know the name. Anyway, there was like, he went through this spell where he could just not throw the ball straight whatsoever. He'd end up throwing it into the crowd and stuff, trying to throw it to second base. These types of things just happen sometimes in sports. Uh, so I'm willing to give him, uh, he's a great goalie. So I'm, I'm behind him a hundred percent. I think I speak for most Philadelphia Flyers fans when they say we're behind Carter Hart because we've seen the type of goalie that he can be. Keegan, how do you feel about Carter Hart? You think he's going to bounce back? You, you can only hope. Um, Carter Hart, just like you were saying, he, a great goalie uh, with the support and everything that they're gonna he's gonna have. I I can only hope that he would bounce back. I I can't really see him dropping off by by any way. I mean, you know. What happened happened, and it's all about resiliency. And, and Carter Hart has shown before that you know he he can go ahead and he can he can he can bounce back. Uh, whatever's coming his way, he can kind of he can kind of adjust and and kind of push through it. Yeah, I agree. I think I think it's going to be fine. Unfortunate for the Devils, um, him, McKenzie Blackwood, and Shesterkin. They're looking like the future of this league, goaltending-wise. We'll just see what those teams are able to put around them, right? We can all say that as fans of our individual teams, maybe? Uh, Shefty the Goat. Carter <laughs> yeah, Hart is like a Vesna. I would, he, when he's good, he's like a Vesna, future Vesna winner good. And I just heard the Devils were in on Dougie Hamilton, which that is very, very interesting. Uh, that'll be that'll be really good. But hey, let's move on to another great goaltender, Holtby, drawing interest from multiple teams. And uh, do you think he leaves the Canucks? I, I feel like the uh, I, I feel like Vancouver was really disappointing this year. I expected a little bit more of them. 
how did you guys feel? I mean, obviously Quinn Hughes was was good and uh, Elias uh, Elias Patterson was good. Uh, how do you feel about maybe they move him to try to get some more picks? Because that kind of seems to be. Let's. I, I don't know how to word it. That seems to be the rumor going around. Let's let's just say that that uh, Holtby is probably out. I I don't think they're gonna use him so much to gain picks as the team is looking to just kind of move him out and move on. I I think he's definitely still got a lot of a lot of play in him and everything like that. And he is a, he is a great goaltender, but. I, I don't I don't feel that they're gonna go ahead and and try to try, try to leverage him as much as kind of add him to sweeten a deal. Yeah, I mean he had a real shit year. He was seven eleven and three with uh, his career worst of three point six seven goals against average and a point eight eight nine in twenty one games. So it was not uh, what I think the Canucks really wanted at him. And uh, wanted out of him, and Demko actually looks pretty good, <laughs> surprisingly. So uh, right. he was 16, 18, and one. But like I said, Vancouver was not the team I expected them to be. No, not at all. And this isn't the year to to have Holtby out there and be like, "Hey, this is our guy. This is the guy you want net." This was definitely not the year. <laughs> What do you think, Dakota? Uh, I agree with Keegan here. He's a great goaltender and still definitely has a lot of play in it. I just don't. I don't think he jived with the defense, and they seem to they seem to gel a lot more with Thatcher Danko. I noticed that throughout the season. Um, where he ends up, though, I mean, there's plenty of teams that need a, a goaltender like him. I mean, shit. Uh, I mean. I don't know. I would say definitely part of a deal. I don't think he would be the main selling point of the deal, though. But again, this guy's only three years from he's only three years removed from winning the Vezda. Uh, so, you know, whatever team ends up with him is going to end up with a good goaltender. So, uh, Dakota, it was a very happy day for you guys moving on to the next subject because the Bruins signed Taylor Hall four years, twenty four million dollars. Yeah, it's going to be, uh, well, I mean, <laughs> he's the gift that keeps on giving. No matter what, you can't get him out of the Metropolitan League. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, I think it's a good sign for Boston. I know they need a player that they can rally around, and Taylor Hall is for sure one of those players. Um, I think he'll make a better presence in Boston than in past seasons. I think this is a team that he gels with, and I saw a lot of that in the playoffs with his passing game, not so much as his goal scoring was still a little iffy, but I think that's just him getting used to what they're doing. Um, His passing, though, is on point. I think he racked up quite a few assists, if I'm not mistaken. He was always around. Um, So I think it's a good get for Boston, especially uh, after the horrible taste of moving on from Zidane Chara left in everyone's mouth. Because that's I'm I don't know I'm still not still not okay with that. But Taylor Hall for sure I think will be a good addition to that team. I hate that we have to play in the same division as him. Uh, so it, is it weirder that Taylor Hall gets signed and Crazy Mike might walk? Because I mean Krajic is such a 
to me an imperative person on that team, much like Chara. It's just a For name sure. that I will always associate with them, but he is a uh, free agent as of July 28th. And, uh, you know, Hull, he, I mean, he had some great compliments. The Bruins, he seems excited to play there. Obviously, they'll make another run. I feel like they need losing Chara to me really hurt that team, especially when you you see them getting bullied by the Islanders in the playoffs. Um, but, yeah, I, I guess uh, what are you guys' thoughts on that? And do you expect, like, Krejci to be gone? Because I kind of feel like that he might end yeah. up somewhere weird like Anaheim or. <laughs> yeah. I think it's going to be a situation similar to the, uh, what was, uh, was Andre Palat a couple seasons ago or last season. Something similar to that where he's just, I think that the focus is shifting more to having Taylor Hall in that position or maybe some of the younger guys that they've got on that team. Cause Boston has always leaned on the younger players. Uh, when it comes to forwards, so I I think I think Krejci's gonna walk. I, I think a, a lot of it has to do with what Taylor Hall you're getting. Krejci is probably I mean Minnesota would be a great landing spot for him. Honestly, I think he's a great he's spot. he's an underrated player. But what's your thoughts, uh, Keegan? As much as I don't want to admit it, I think Taylor Hall is going to end up becoming a staple in Boston. Um, when the short time that he played with them, just like you were saying, I mean, I think 14 points in 16 games, eight of them, eight, eight goals, something like that. Um, he, he showed that he really, he worked well with the team and he was able, he was able to build that chemistry very quickly and fit into that, that type of team. And I, I really do feel like he is going to start becoming just that, that, you know, that first man on the ice or, a quick shift. He's always going to, he's always going to be around. And I think he's going to be with Boston for a lot longer than just one contract. Yeah, I could agree with that. And, and uh, Boston, I don't think they're that far away from a Stanley cup. They need maybe to pick up a defenseman if they have some money in free agency, but outside of that, uh, they look solid even heading in the playoffs. I mean, you could easily say, well, they lost to the Islanders, right? But that was very, very close, and all of those series would have been very close. The East was dominant this year. Uh, so if it was Boston or the Islanders or Tampa, uh, I think you know they would have probably dominated whoever was coming out the West, in my opinion. Yeah, I could fully agree with that. Sorry, I had my microphone muted. Uh, yeah, yes. Uh, yeah, we saw that throughout the whole thing. Was, and we knew that from the start of the season how powerful the East was. I just wasn't expecting it to be as intense as it was throughout that entire season. Um, yeah, but nine times out of ten, I don't think any any West team was going to beat the East this year. But it, it could have been Tampa. It could have been the New York Islanders. I just I don't think any West team. This, maybe the Golden Knights, if it were the Islanders or Boston. Um, but not Tampa though. We've seen that time and time again. When Tampa is powerful, they're fucking powerful. I mean, honestly, I thought if there was going to be a team beat anyone out of the East, it was going to be Colorado. But they, to say it nicely, they kind of shit the bed in the playoffs. They I mean, I, I, in the foot losing Padre like that. And uh, speaking of which, Kel McCarr, six-year contract, he's locked in. Uh, there's no way you don't lock this guy in, right? 
Yeah, this is like the least surprising news I saw. Uh, they would be foolish not to not to lock him in. He's a star player, and you you see that in what the team does and how they try to build around him. So not a surprise at all. Oh, yeah, one hundred and ten percent. I got to agree. Degree, degree, nah, I can't talk. Apparently, uh, you got to agree with Dakota on this one. Not shocked at all. Anyone who didn't see this coming has been living under a rock. Because, I mean, <clears throat> McCarr's just been doing so good over there uh, with the Avalanche. The Avalanche taking him and picking him up. And it was like, yep, this is our guy. This is this is the one we're taking. Like, no one should be shocked by this. Good on him. You know, $9 million <laughs> a year. $9 million a year. Star player. I mean, that's not... Like when you think of the Avalanche now, you think of Nathan McKinnon, you think of Kale McCarr, you think of Cotgrey. Like these are star players, not just their own respective team. I mean, these are like all-star caliber players, I would say. Yeah, it's a lot of cap, but it's it's a lot of cap. But you can't go out and find another Kale McCarr. I think he's a generational player. And watching him play specifically on the power play, like the way. I, I can only relate this to like basketball, like Steve Nash or Jason Kidd, for instance, the way they're able to set up, the way he's able to set up plays is something I haven't seen in a long time. He's fucking great. Uh, reminiscent of uh, Scott Niedemeyer as far as his ability to move the puck and, and shit like that. So you're not going to go out and find another one of those guys, right? So 9 million seems kind of cheap. <laughs> he should ask for 15. <laughs> nine a year you know for for a young player like that look you give me nine million for a year do you want me to wash your toes like what what's up you don't even need to make it multiple years man i'll just take one year of nine million i'll be good man i mean it's making that headman deal look super cheap <laughs> right now i'm just gonna throw that out there but... i upset you because you love victor headman yeah well yeah, but no kel mccarry uh, he won the calder and he was up for the norris trophy two years in a row i feel like he deserves this contract and uh if you're an avalanche fan this is uh this is a guy you should be super excited about and always be excited about so good for the avalanche i thought that was a good deal You guys can say whatever you want right now, so we don't have awkward silences. God, yeah, we're sorry, so Vader professional. Was at the moment, <laughs> I don't want that. <laughs> um, yeah, like I said, this is—I mean, it, it shows what the team's looking at towards the future. They're building around Cal McCarr and Nathan McKinnon. This is just—it's uh, a great deal all around. You've seen his performance, and uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> so, I, I mean. All right, let's just get into it, right? Since we're talking about, we've been we've been talking about the East a little bit with the, some Flyers news, some Rangers news. Uh, the Devils got a tag team together, two brothers, the Hardy Boys. I mean, the Hughes brothers um, are going to be playing together at some point in the future. Obviously, Luke Hughes is going to be. I think he's he's at Michigan for at least one year. Uh, how do you feel about that draft pick by the devs? And uh, are you excited to see two brothers play on the same team? Yes, I expect them to like maybe quote step brothers all the time. Maybe they do their interviews together. Actually, it would be pretty funny. I think it's cool. Anytime you have brothers that play on the same team, we've seen it before with uh, or brothers that play against each other, especially you've seen that with the Stahl brothers. 
which is another one of Chris's absolute favorites. He loves all three of them. Um, I think it's cool as hell that they're on the same team. I'm happy to see it. I'm excited to see them play together as much as I hate the Devils, but I think it's always cool when you got a family on the same team. Oh, yeah. Uh, 110%. I mean, you saw how much Jack Hughes freaked out when he realized he was going to be able to play with his brother at such a high level. going on, too, man. I loved it. It's so funny to see. He was like the biggest hype man ever. He turned into Lil John at some point during that announcement. It no, it's great. it's great, man. Like that, just seeing that. I mean, these guys. Let's not let's not even try to sweeten it. The two already have chemistry together. Growing up playing, they they know how each other plays, so they know their strengths, they know their weaknesses. <laughs> Throwing both of them on the same team, they're gonna be able to to pinpoint to each other. Hey, listen. You normally can't do this. So, so that's, that's really, it's going to be exciting to watch both of them play together on the, uh, on the devils. So good on them. Really excited to watch them play. Also, if you're Jack Hughes and you look at your defense, uh, I'm going to shit on my devils here for a second. If you look at your defense, you're like, this would be so much better if my brothers were here. Damn it. Do you think it's going to make Thanksgiving a little bit more awkward? Are they going to be sitting on, like, the one side of the table and Quinn Hughes is going to be on the other side of the table and they'll just be looking at him with a terrible look the entire time? I kind of hope so. Or maybe it'll just get really weird, like what happened to the Devils in the past where Nita Byer goes to Anaheim. Maybe Quinn's like, look, if I don't play for the Devils, I'm not playing at all. Kind of, kind of thing. Maybe we'll get all the Hughes on the same team. If so, that means the Devils are going to be a very, very formidable team. And here comes uh, your New Jersey Hughes. <laughs> yeah, the New Jersey Hughes. I'm fine with it. Uh, I could just, I, I just imagine that Thanksgiving because it's going to be like, mm-hmm, who's the odd man out now? <laughs> <laughs> They're all sitting at the table wearing Devils jerseys, <laughs> just staring at Quinn. He's like. Cause, they invited Broder over for dinner as well, so he's staring at him too. <laughs> he's banging their babysitter and showing up with a turkey. No, <laughs> I'm with it. I'm with it. Shot, shots when, fired. When you wear blue, why not red? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's talk about Eichel. <laughs> we have to get into it. Um, All right. One, I feel like this is a weird situation where they're contractually not letting him get a surgery that might fix his neck. Does anyone else feel weird about this? Like, like as a human, you feel like I this is kind of fucked up? Like, blink twice in quick succession if they're holding him hostage. Like, you don't have to say anything, man. If you just blink, like, two or three times real quick, I'll know. We'll start the free Eichel movement. <laughs> I mean, it just seems super fucked up. Uh, they're like, he's like, here's, I know that it's not a successful, well, it's it's not been a proven successful surgery for hockey players, but you would assume that him wanting to do this means his shit's all fucked up, and this is probably the best option kind of thing. So it's just weird that Buffalo is kind of holding him over a barrel, refusing to trade him, and when they... I mean, what what did they – the Rangers is one of the primary candidates you might land at, but they're looking for like a first and a second next year uh, for Jack Eichel. I just Eichel. don't think we've seen the level of play from Eichel that would warrant that, man. And maybe it's because 
he needs this surgery or maybe he just doesn't like playing in Buffalo. Uh, I mean, you got to, like, for all the hype that you hear about him, like, it's been a rough couple of seasons for him. Uh, uh, I don't think it's right that Buffalo's holding this surgery over. I think the players should be free to explore whatever options they are, regardless of what it might do to your team. I think a person's health is worth more than that. I mean, I think Eichel is a, a top 10 player in the NHL, considering the team he plays on. I think he's absolutely phenomenal, but knowing he has a neck injury and, and you have that risk. And one of the ask was uh, Capo from the Rangers. Uh, Keegan, you're... You're more in tune with this, and they're the number one front runners right now for Eichel. So, how do you feel about it? Personally, I, I love Eichel. Um, I, I think he's a great player, and I I would love to see him anywhere else except Buffalo. I don't know if that's because you know I'm going back to my Patriots Buffalo's rivalry or what. But regardless, you could tell that Eichel is not a fan of being in Buffalo. The fact that he is not even with the team during the off season and, and doing anything like that, 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 that shows you enough. He's not happy there. He wants to get out, but Buffalo is not going to release him until they feel that, you know, they've been properly compensated, whether, whether that be, you know, they feel that he is worth more or maybe they're just, you know, they're, they're screwing him around, but Eichel definitely needs to get out of there. I feel like, you know, he wants if he, he missed what I think 33 games uh, or something to that effect with this neck injury. That's that right there signifies that this is a serious issue. It needs to get treated correctly and they're, they're not allowing it. And that's that's not OK. You know, you're, you're basically taking a player's health and you're like, yeah, well, let's see what we can get. You know, these aren't these are players. These are people. It's it's not like we're, you know, playing Stratego and we're like, yeah, I can. I can lose that number two there. I'm okay with that. No, that's that's not the case. Let let the kid let the kid go. Let him go to a team that's going to allow him to take this surgery. You know, let him get better, heal up, and continue to play. I say kid, but yeah, uh, it's just such a weird situation where it's like I understand Buffalo is trying to protect their investment in quotations, but it that shit kind of comes off like slavery when you put it in that terminology, especially when you're talking about someone's health. You know, like if he feels like the surgery is going to help his neck, then fucking let him get the surgery. You're not going to go out and find another Eichel. Um, no, I absolutely agree. And if for nothing else, if it ends up that his hockey career doesn't work out, I know for certain he can get the role as, uh, as the recast Mar from the Home Alone reboot. <laughs> well, I mean, that and also, you know, he might be able to lay down at night and not have his fucking back and neck cramp up on him constantly which will be important <laughs> for when he takes the role as mar because there's going to be bricks and irons <laughs> but speaking of buffalo they got the first overall draft pick owen power not no one was surprised by this i don't think i think he was on every mock draft board as the uh number one overall this was overshadowed by the devils picking hughes for the brothers but owen power a great player any thoughts on owen power I will always root for anyone named Owen. That's my son's name. So absolutely happy for this guy. I think he's going to make a huge difference uh, when he does start playing. I think uh, I think it's uh, this is a team that needs a player like him. I've seen seen some of his highlights and stuff. He's he's a great skater. He's more along the lines of like a like a he's a new style hockey player. Like the, the he's wicked fast on the ice too. Uh, so I'm very excited to see it. I know Buffalo 
is going to develop him, they'll definitely not hasten that in any way. But uh, I imagine that they'll probably test him out a couple times. Uh, probably not this season, but definitely next season. Uh, so I- I'm happy for him. Yeah, the only thing about Buffalo is they traded away some of their what I would consider their key defensive players. So uh, I, they may want him to step in day one. I guess we'll see what happens. But uh, Keegan, what are your thoughts? I, I think Owen Power is a great pickup. I mean, he's he's a young Victor Hedman without a doubt. Uh, yeah, yep, get that yep. shit out of here. <laughs> yep, I'm saying it right now. You know, reminiscent. All right, uh, the the guy. I granted, I'm not a fan of Michigan, but he's doing he did did good things with Michigan. He played for Team Canada, uh, IHF World Championships, I believe, with Canada. So he's he's got experience and he's showing that he knows how to play and he's coachable. Like that's that's one of the big things. He's a young player that is willing to sit down and be like, teach me. And I I'm excited to see him step into into the big leagues and and really really grow as a player yeah i think he's a great player i wouldn't throw him in the league of victor headman but uh it'll be interesting to oh, see what yep. happens Un- unfortunately he's playing for buffalo which is always a fucking trash fire so <laughs> i guess we'll see what happens but uh so he'll be I- the best player on buffalo big deal well, I mean, that depends on if they're able to trade Eichel or not, I guess. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he's going to be a great player there. Michigan, why Why is Michigan so good at hockey? Like, oh, listen, I mean, <laughs> I, I mean no, but, it, I mean, there's other colleges in America that have hockey teams. Everyone flocks to Michigan. They're like the Alabama of hockey. It's ridiculous. I mean, the, the historically, they've been a great college to play hockey for, even going back to the 70s and 80s. They've always been good. It's been Michigan, I would say uh, Boston College for sure. Um, even Notre Dame's got a hell of a hockey program. Uh, I haven't seen much of uh, Georgia's hockey team, but I really want to start going to those. Um, no one, No one wants to go to those games. Okay. <laughs> yeah, hockey. Southern State <laughs> Hockey. <laughs> Uh, One of my favorite moments of the draft was Shane Doan's son getting drafted uh, and how happy he was. He was a proud papa, guys. How excited were you for Shane Doan? One of the nicest players, nicest guys and and great player. Played for uh, Arizona his entire career. How how excited were you guys for this? Because I was pretty hyped on it. He just looked so happy. I mean, that's a damn legacy player, man. That's, that's, tell me how cool it would be to go out there on the ice and play every game and stuff and see your old man's name hanging from the Raptors. Like, that's got to give you some kind of motivation to be as great of a player as him. And to be able to do it on the same team, that's that's just awesome to see. Oh, yeah. I mean, who, who couldn't be like, it's going to make it awkward because, you know, one, they're going to both meet each other for when they go to events and be like, hey, listen, one of us has to change because uh, they both decide to wear kachinas. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, it's it's got to be something. I mean, the kid's from Arizona. So to to be from that area and play for that team, that that's kind of got to like set you back. Be like, wow, 
I made it. I mean, is that the awkward part, or are you just afraid that Kessel's going to invite him into that weird home theater with Mariah Carey posters? Hey, man, you uh, you like hot dogs? <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. I want to know what Phil Kessel's going to say to him the first time he steps in the locker room. Hey, have you ever tried these hot dogs? They're really good. <laughs> How do you feel about Mariah Carey? <laughs> uh, I guess the biggest, the other biggest news is Sam Reinhardt gets traded, which we talked about by Buffalo. <laughs> um, they're just selling off. I, is Buffalo always constantly rebuilding? They've never stopped rebuilding since. Uh, <laughs> well, since that's, that's the thing. You never build your team. You never have to have any results. Just like, I don't worry about it. We're still rebuilding. God, I hope the Devils aren't in that situation. But it They're could going be on, bad. like, state construction time. <laughs> uh, Sam Reinhart, he's going to be great for the Panthers, man. That's uh, That makes the Panthers, who, to me, was the biggest surprise of last season and how good they were, that's just going to make them even better. hundred and ten percent. I mean, that's that's a big pickup by you know those those retirement home teams right there that's that is a big pickup in sam reinhardt so i'm i'm excited to actually see him get on the ice in a florida panthers jersey yeah i mean buffalo just got a goalie prospect in a first round pick for sam reinhardt and i i'm easily gonna say panthers walked away with a w on that trade um, but I, I will see, but the Panthers looked really good last year. And I mean, he had Reinhardt had 25 goals and 40 points last year and he only played 54 games. He, he's a great fucking player and that's a big pickup for the Panthers. So that's, if you're a Florida Panthers fan, that is definitely something to be excited about for sure. Yeah, absolutely, and this is a team that needs it too. Because we saw the Florida Panthers make quite, uh, they they tried. I feel like if they didn't get seated against Tampa Bay in the first round, they would have done a little bit better than they ended up doing. But it's still a very it's still a good team that's coming up, and I feel like they're going to get better. And having definitely having Reinhardt on your team is going to it's definitely going to help. And that takes us to the biggest name that was out there. The absolute biggest himself, Seth Jones, one of the greatest defensemen in the league. I would say top five, right? I mean, I wouldn't fire sell my team for him like I would maybe Victor Hedman, but Seth Jones, great player, gets traded to the Blackhawks. Uh, the Columbus pick of the Boquist and a uh, couple draft picks. Is this is Columbus doing a full send? Because let, let's be honest, what did Taze didn't even play last year, right? So it's your you got ten million tied up in Taze, you got ten million tied up in Patrick Kane. Now you're bringing in Seth Jones. This seems like we're gonna send it all and see what happens. Yeah, and then that's we're gonna have thinking. to rebuild. Uh, I think this is a gamble on their part to see how well these guys gel together, and if it if it works out through the season, I see them running with it. Uh, you know, Stan Bowman is the type of person that would make that kind of thing. Because uh, we've seen potential in the in the Chicago Blackhawks. It's a team that's my mom's favorite team, so I tend to tend to kind of follow them loosely. Uh, I think Seth Jones will be a great addition to that team. I know Taves is supposed to be playing this season, so that'll be. I, I think 
together, all of these guys together, I think make a very good team. Uh, I think it brings a spark of danger uh, to an otherwise lackluster uh, division. Uh, so it remains to be seen. But we've seen Chicago go on those crazy tears before. So it's, I think bringing in Jones is a good move in that direction. Absolutely. I just never give this fucking team a power play because Tay's at center. <laughs> you got Patrick Kane on the wing and and then Seth Jones is back there ready to clop knee, yeah, knee clop Especially ball. if Patrick Kane starts growing out the mullet. If he grows out the mullet, it's game over. You're not getting away from them. At least for the West. Um, what are what are your thoughts on this one, Keegan? I mean, how do you feel about Seth Jones? He's ambivalent, as they would say. He 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 has no feelings one way or the other on Seth Jones. Um, he also says the Rangers suck. Yes, he did say that. I I, I he passed me a note. I saw that. Um, I was kind of hoping the Flyers would end up with him, but honestly, I'm happy with what they got. And I think Chicago needed a player like Seth Jones, absolutely. Um, it's going to be interesting to see. Very interesting, especially the first couple of games. Well, I mean, I, I was going to do predictions for next season, but uh, if Keegan's dropped out, maybe we save it? That's what I'm thinking. Uh, Shoot Keegan a message and let me pull up some other news from around the world. How, how'd you feel about the Olympics so far? There you go. Uh, <laughs> Segways. Um, Not the ones you write on, but the ones that happen during a podcast. <laughs> I mean, we're Yeah, yeah, we're the best at it. I mean, uh, I have not, to be honest, everyone listening to this. I mean, this is one of those moments. Uh, I have not watched the Olympics since they were Beijing in like 2008. I, I say that, but I did watch Sean White do the uh, do his his half pipe run uh, a couple of years ago when it was in South Korea. Uh, didn't that al- some- didn't that almost feel like he played a sport where no one else was playing? <laughs> it felt like you were like watching a video game, but in real life. Yeah, it's like he showed up and he's like, "Hey guys, I invented this sport." <laughs> Basically, yeah, I mean, he did it like that. Was hands that was like seeing Tony Hawk do the uh, do the nine hundred. Like, one of the, the very first time that like, is nuts. I, I really love that there's a video on YouTube, everyone listening, go check it out, of Tony Hawk doing it again at 40. Yeah, and he still nails it just the same, yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, never again, I'm fucking done. I don't think he's going to do it again at 50. He's like, it sucks. I yeah, mean, that yeah. takes a lot of work. There's been like three people do it ever, right? Three or four people. So, I mean... It's, yeah. it's just absolutely. It's a, yeah, it's definitely one of those. Tra- like I think one kid nailed a nailed a 1080. If I'm not mistaken, at a skate competition long ago, I think it was some uh, French kid. I can't remember his name now. Uh, but yeah, 900. Seeing like moments in sports like that, like when you see a goalie score a, a goal, there's like moments like that that you remember. And definitely seeing Sean White tear up the half fight a couple of years ago, that was that shit that sticks with you. Yeah, I'm. I've been really excited for the amateur wrestling coming. Um, not this this weekend, but next weekend. That's when they're going to do it. I think next Saturday. That'll yeah, be. Yeah, really, I meant really to check fun. on the uh, the men's shortboard competition today because they were doing surfing. Uh, and I always I love watching surf competitions. I've been. That's definitely one of my favorite summer Olympic sports. 
Yeah, I think it's really cool that they're getting the X Games more involved. For the longest time, they really oh. didn't want to. No, they were like the skateboarding as a crime people. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, you gotta... I, I'm glad... Well, I mean, to be fair, it's like a world thing, and, you know, things take a while, so maybe they're just now getting, like, the... So maybe they're just discovering like Lincoln Park and Limp Biscuit and shit. So they're just like, all right, things are gonna be extreme now. Well, I, I mean, just I guess the Evanescence for the first time. It was like they tried to get rid of amateur wrestling at one point, but they have sports like uh, that's been Aquarian. around since like, the Greek Olympics. <laughs> well, they have like Aquarian horse, <laughs> you know, like where they bring out the horses to do fancy dances, as yeah. I like to call it. They equestrian. There you go. So they do the horse fancy dances and they have power walking, but like the X Games, not a sport, dude. No, you don't <laughs> want extreme scootering. You take your razor scooter and you get out of here. Oh, we got to get wrestling out of here. It's too crazy. Yeah. Uh, they grappling each other? Unheard of. <laughs> it's, it's it's just such a weird thing. And uh, yeah, I guess we're going to see how this plays out. I guess I should out. raise the, the golden question. When esports becomes an Olympic sport, do you think they add it to the Winter Olympics or the Summer Olympics? Well, God, I hope they don't add it to either if it's just me watching fucking people play Dota 2. (laughs) You know it's going to happen at some point. (laughs) I know. Or said some sort of like like elite tier esports event similar to the Olympics. I I can't see them not. It's a huge market, man. I I don't know. Some games are cool to watch, like Star Wars Squadrons. That's one of those that you can actually watch because people do different shit. Nobody flies the sh- uh, nobody flies the ship the same way, you know. Yeah, so, and look, stuff I, like that. And, and people out there that play Dota 2, if you're listening, I'm not crapping on Dota 2. I just consider Dota 2 like chess. It's not something to me that's very entertaining to watch. And I know there's a crowd for that, but it is very much a chess match in the way you play Dota 2 versus like uh, let's I what's a what's an example uh, Call of Duty or um, What's League the other of Legends? Part? You imagine? Well, League of Legends is very Legends similar. To yeah, I re- I played a little League of Legends when I first came out when I was overseas, but uh, I, I don't know. Like, I feel like if you're gonna do like esports as a competition, maybe add like the sports games as the game you're playing because that shit's pretty cool. I li- I liked when they did the uh, the NHL tournaments and the Madden tournaments. That was pretty cool to watch. Yeah, except for the NHL games, always fucking broken and everyone just <laughs> cross crosses. Okay. So. I'll get it. I'll get it right. Uh, I mean, uh, it's not their fault. They made they made the NHL hits game, and you just you can't <laughs> beat that kind of perfection. I if I was gonna pick one game, I'd want to see. I guess in the Olympics, as far as competitive play goes, Mortal I would Kombat. say I would say like Street Fighter Five or Mortal Kombat Eleven. Those would be the two. Because the uh, the level of skill and time and dedication to learning those games is ridiculous. Not taking anything away from Dota, but Dota is a it's a lot of clicking and it's a <laughs> it's lot of aggressive clicking. It's a, well, it's aggressive clicking. I mean, it's it's more of a mental thing though. Like I said, it's like chess, where you know, like Street Fighter Five is a lot of reaction time and knowing when to parry on the one particular move. Like a perfect example is watch, you know, Justin Wong getting like Daigo parrying out of every kick Justin Wong threw when he hits his ult, essentially. It's uh, and I'm sure there's stuff like that in Dota, too, but I don't know that that is like a mainstream 
<laughs> kind of thing that you could expect. I don't know either. I think it would have to be like sports or fighting games if they're going to include it in the Olympics. Maybe they should put street hockey in there, man. Summer street hockey? Hell yeah. <laughs> Get all the NHL dudes out there playing street hockey, man. Just like the good old days. Road Rash 2. That's... Even have cars coming by. Car, car, move it out of the way. He's got Phil Kessel moving the goalpost on a highway. (laughs) I feel like Phil Kessel would be really good. Yeah, man, he'd have have everything prepared, man. He'd come with a construction vest. He'd have a hat. (laughs) Don't worry, guys, I got this. In a grill. (laughs) Yes. And one of those Yeti coolers that has, like, speakers built into it so he can play you his... uh, <laughs> his His journey's tracks. greatest hits. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, You guys like this journey track? <laughs> oh, yeah. Let me introduce you to some deep purple. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like the idea of riding around with Phil Kessel <laughs> and just the listening. Back of it, like an purple. El Camino and stuff. Or just yeah. Like, out the eight tracks. Oh, my God. All right. Well, uh,. I don't think Keegan's coming back. You want to check one more time. I'll continue. We'll continue this for a while. If people want to hear us fucking ramble about deep purple, um, uh, and Phil yeah, Kessel, but God, no. <laughs> hey man, deep purple had some good tracks, man. Look at deep purple, man. I mean, they're yeah, no in the seventies on the water. <laughs> oh, there he is. Hey, big fan of blue Oyster cult. I heard they need more cowbell. Okay. Well, I think well, I think that's pretty much it. We're gonna have to wrap it up. Um, damn, do you remember Keegan's Twitter handle? I thought he was back just a second ago. Yeah, there he no, is. No, no, Chris is just gonna ignore me. That's all right. No, I thought you were back and then you disappeared again. You fuck. <laughs> this is on you. <laughs> Not many people need a coffee break during a fucking podcast, bro. <laughs> Just don't get mad at me. Get mad at yourself. Listen, listen we're not going to talk about that. All right. <laughs> and internalize your own problems, man. We talked about Dota 2 for five minutes while you were gone. I've so. <laughs> literally never even played Dota 2. I don't even know what the game is. I was just like, ah. <laughs> should have studied more of my computer things. See what fucking happens when you're not around, Keegan? Dota 2 happens. I'm sorry. God I'm sorry. Damn it. It's the pancake breakfast, Ron. We do it every month. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Keegan. Uh, say everything you want to say and then give a shout out to the good people. Well, I guess that's going to do it for me then. I guess it's going to do it for all of us, right? So you can find me damn near anywhere on the internet. L-O-L-O underscore K-E-E-G-A-N. That's Lolo Keegan. You can find me anywhere. You name it, it's there. All right? And you can find me at Washak Dakota. I'm mostly on Twitter occasionally. I think I'm reading my first tweet for the first time in like at least a few months. Uh, it was a screenshot of my Apple Apple Music playlist because it was all songs that I listened say, to wait, while I was on. In, in high school. But yeah, you can. No, you, no, I hold, it like hold, hold on. No, did you just say you wrote your first Twitter in multiple years? Oh, it was my first tweet in a few months. I don't. I don't. I'm not a social media type of person. I've been over this, man. I, I don't. That oh. would require me to like interacting with people and I tr- like. You know, I'm just, I don't know. I don't know if I have those skills. 
It was, it was the way you worded it. I I I wrote my first Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I'm the same guy that literally took a picture of my computer screen as a screenshot of the Excel spreadsheet I was working on to send to you. Dearest Elizabeth. Not tech savvy. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> the union are advancing, so I'm tweeting this. <laughs> I wrote to you on this quill on parchment. <laughs> Sent it by quail. <laughs> oh, man. Well, hey. Yeah, I am at Chris R. Patton on Twitter, Christopher.R.Patton on Facebook, Chris Patton on SoundCloud and Bandcamp. Check out my music. Hey, if you fucking like wrestling, I got a show for you. Wrestling Geeks Alliance. Wow. Check it out. Also got the Sly and the Guys podcast uh, guest starred on, which was just a review of all the Sylvester Stallone <laughs> movies of all time. I did the Rambo wow. episode. That's so, such a long, <laughs> it's a very fucking long list. I did the uh, Rambo episode, which is my favorite uh, Sly movie. But uh, yeah, everyone check that shit out. And uh, as always, Geek Vibes Nation, all the comic news. Uh, tons of interviews, I, even from Wrestling Geeks Alliance. We did Ken Shamrock, Jeff Jarrett, um, John uh, John Morrison, uh, Christopher Daniels, etc. The list goes on and on. And there's tons of huge movie people that I don't know because I don't keep up with it. But good shit out there. Uh, that's it for us, I guess. Anyone else have anything to say? I just want to say that I think... It's going to be a spectacular season this year. We've made some really good moves, and I'm glad that I think we'll have a few more trades here and there, but I think now that most of the bulk stuff is over, I think things will quiet down for a few months, which is really good because we've really been wanting to do our Detroit Red Wings series. Uh, So there's always that to look forward to. I can't wait to get into that. There's a lot of good stuff there. Very juicy I love pissing off our listeners every week by saying we're going to do it and then never do it. Oh, yeah. Anything. Yeah, I know. We're, dang, we're dangling the hair. We're just picking up the listeners. They're like, all right, guys, eventually these kids will do it. <laughs> uh, I would like to say you guys were not hype enough when I got my box from Violent Gentlemen to find out that they had packed it with a sweet, sweet, crisp Ron Francis Whalers card. Oh, man. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. You gotta have the mustache, Keegan. If you uh, if you really want it, because I'm a card collector, I, I will send you a stack of Whalers Ron Francis cards. <laughs> I think Chris I have literally a, I has you. every hockey card. I think don't <laughs> don't tease me like the listeners. All right. Oh, I'm not teasing you. I, I will hit that up. But uh, you know, as one great commentator who is now retired said in the past henrique it's over that's the show for you guys check it out peace out let the geek vibes be with you